0: This is the Syndicate Logistics Podcast. You're listening to Power Up Mondays with Will and Tim. Keeping it between the lines and moving it down the road. Starts right now.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to this week's Power Up Podcast. The best podcast in the trucking industry. Today I got here with me. Uh, Will Lubesmeyer and Timbo Hutchinson, also known as Timbo Slice. Um, Will's nickname is the man on the silver mount. <laughs> and um, yeah, we're ready to get into this topic. I think Timbo has a topic this week. so. We'll introduce
0: yeah. you, you introduce yourself, young buck.
1: Yeah, what's that? Who what are you? What's that? Who is this guy? Little
2: <laughs> we'll intro by the censored man. <laughs> He's our producer, Chase the Dream. And I want to let you know that I've never done an intro. Cha- uh, it's always been Will. Always been the big dog. Will Lubus <laughs> Meyer over here pounded it down. He's our anchor in all this. Let me tell you, man. He's a, he's the anchor. I'm I'm kind of the the, the loose cannon over here. If, if, you,
0: if by anchor you mean dead weight, then <laughs>
2: absolutely. <laughs> always quick-witted over here. I love <laughs> this guy, man, I love that. And then we got uh, Chase the Dream over here who fails to introduce himself, but we'll, we'll let you- He's a humble guy, it. he's a humble guy. He I is, mean, he, he is. wants to be behind the curtain, I understand. I, I wanna
1: be behind the curtain, but I'm also focused uh seven ten tonight. We got the Vikings versus the Rams, 7-20. game day. 7 Seven twenty. 7 no. 7-7.
2: Now when you talk it's about- 7-20 kick. Yeah, when you talk about the, the, the man behind the curtain, anyone my age instantly thinks back to the Wizard of Oz, sure. right? ignore the man behind the curtain you know i am the great park laws all right man so episode right now. episode number timbo what was episode? i 30? think it's number 30 30 baby the 3-0 baby big
0: 3-0 trenta trenta yeah trenta trenta trenta, trenta. No. trenta. yeah trenta bethe in the trenta or trenta anyways
1: semantics any spanish callers trenti it's trenta. right so what are you doing today
2: Okay, today, the topic today is going to be how and when to discipline a driver. Ooh. How and when do we discipline a driver? And I was thinking about this. Here's the thing I was thinking, you know, uh, we had a situation come up recently where a driver, you know, I got a violation, and it is our company policy where this driver will report to us within an hour. You know? I mean if you pass or fail a roadside inspection or you get any type of violation, um, you know, we want to hear from you within an hour. We need to be notified during that time and uh, a substantial amount of time went by, a substantially longer period of time than an hour went by, it was days went by, a couple mm-hmm. of weeks actually, and we we happened to uh, monitor our drivers, driving records, you know. on a a fairly regular basis and and an alert popped up and we said hey how come we weren't notified now the question comes down to you know uh, I mean sure there's a shortage of drivers Mm -hmm. so do we cut back on our discipline we have a progressive disciplinary policy do we stick to the letter of the law with that or do we go you know there's a there's a there's a driver shortage let's give them some slack let's not piss them off and keep them on the team so there's, all, there's always this balancing act there.
0: I think, um, I mean, I think it all depends on what you want as a culture of safety at your business, at your company. You know, if you have a, a true culture of safety and you're going to stand by that, well, then you don't bend. Right. No, I don't care if there is a driver shortage. You set your values as a company, and you set your values from a safety standpoint, and you put put together your progressive disciplinary policy, and you stand by that. And if because here's the thing, if you don't do that, it's a slippery slope. Right. right. If you, if a driver finds out that he can do something and get away with it and that the company themselves is not going to stand by the things they say they were going to do, shit, that'll just un- unravel like a freaking ball of twine. Everyone will start thinking that. No one will start doing their, uh, their, their pre-trips. They're, they won't report accidents. Right. They won't report tickets. They'll start speeding, texting while driving because this idea that that kind of shit can go, you know, they'll just get loose and I think ultimately that's really hard to rebound from. I think if you if you're at the point of you've built a culture of safety or you're just starting out, um, you got to keep that culture. So, right. it's my opinion that you would, you would you would hold to the letter of the law, you know? And it but at the same time on the front end when you're building that 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 policy, you know, make sure you're you're setting it up. Think put yourself in these situations, these scenarios of, you know, how is it most fair, right? maybe you have a one two three strike type policy mm-hmm. um, where you can give a guy the opportunity to to get better and improve mm-hmm. um, you know and, and kind of walk him through the policy but yeah, don't bet
2: yeah and i'm glad to see that we're both on the same page where it's like no safety over everything absolutely safety safety or safety safety over everything exactly i think what happens that what makes the progressive disciplinary policy a little easier to enforce is the relationship that we have with our drivers Mm -hmm. you know we're, we're you know it's, it's like every time you know we reach out to them it's not just when there's a problem right you know we're talking to them on a fairly regular basis you know, for, so for I say me personally for every you know uh, a potentially negative interaction I want to have five six seven or eight positive ones yeah so that when it, when it comes when it comes time to have that tough conversation with them yeah. it's like hey man you know we're, we're, we're cool we're good right yeah well hey I got a concern about something you know yeah. uh, and, and so really we build a lot of rapport here with our drivers that we when we need to have these conversations yeah. they're gonna be a little more open to us and 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 it's not gonna be like you know we're we're uh, we're, we're picking on them so to speak sure I you agree. know
0: I think sometimes there's a negative connotation with the quote-unquote safety manager because really the only conversations you have with them is in a disciplinary types of you know, right. setting right right the call is coming in you see it's safe you're like oh shit where if you do it your way, Tim, where you have, you know, co- other conversations other than the shitty safety-related ones, it makes for an easier conversation when the when the bad ones do come up, right? Right. So I think having that, finding that common ground with your drivers, if you are a safety manager or anyone with the company, um, and getting to a personal level where you can then have, you know, you can be radically candid with them, and because they know you care more than just the guy who's just calling on when there's a shitty situation. So,
1: right.
0: yeah, I yeah, a good call. I think,
1: I think another way to kind of, you know, discipline a driver, um, it's kind of a, a different way and approach that we have sometimes taken is, you know, driver-to-driver communication. I know that we have road captains on the road that, um, you know, you could get on the phone with one of the drivers and, you know, they'd say, hey, you know, that happened to me a few years ago and, you know, I had to... I got in a little bit of trouble with the company, sure. and versus them talking to someone in the office, they're talking to one of their brother truckers on the road. So. Yeah, I like that. Right, one of their peers. Yeah. I think
0: one of the things that you know we're we're implementing is uh, you know a driver safety council, right? Mm-hmm. It gives it. Yeah, you're you're going to speak with your peers. Your peers are going to lay out, you know, what that progressive disciplinary policy looks like. Obviously, with the kind of the guidance of of management here at the company. But yeah, I mean, I like the idea of of utilizing um guys who have you know experience. Maybe guys who've been through it before, you know how they handled it, how they improved, um, and just kind of leveraging your peers. I guess that's a good one, Chesty.
2: Yeah, good point, Chase. There, you know, uh, really uh, peer reviewed incidents. Really carries a lot more weight than, than some company that, that at at some point in time, at least in those situations, they, they might think that the company's being a little bit heavy-handed, sure. w- which we're not. Yeah. You know, but coming from a fellow from a fellow driver, someone with a lot of experience, you know, they're they're going to be like, oh, well, um, I guess. I mean, and, and they should know because they have a lot of experience out there too. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, along these lines, it, it also you now uh, another pointer really is about how to have. Those difficult conversations you know I, I was safety manager here before I came GM and yeah. you, you know the rest of the story but anyway uh, at times you'd have to have the the, the, the tough conversations with them mm-hmm. you know uh, I, I think back to where we had a driver here and he's, uh, he's not with us anymore so I can talk about this sure. uh, anyway he had this had a situation where 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 when he walked into a room and he left uh, uh, you knew it an hour later because it just smelled in there. Sure. And, hold, and- hold, on, hold on,
0: hold on, I think this this needs to go this way. Okay. Because I'm gonna tell you, audience, no one handles a tough conversation better than Tim Hutchinson. <laughs> I, I swear to God, it's it's a it's an art. It's a thing of beauty. I mean, conversations that you would never want to have with somebody, hard conversations, Tim handles very very well. So we're gonna do it this way. I'm gonna interview you, Tim, and I'm gonna ask you questions on how you best do it.
2: I'm humbled and I'm blushing over here. For those of you, it's <laughs> you know, the truth, I mean, man. If
0: anyone's read Dale Carnegie's "How to Win Friends and Influence People," the principles from that, I, Tim is <laughs> Tim is Dale Carnegie reincarnated. Like it's, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> wow. So, Tim, I guess how do you when you have to have a conversation like that, which maybe <coughs> is gonna either be a hard conversation in the sense of the other person might feel embarrassed. Um, or the other person might get defensive I mean what's what approach do you take in those conversations?
2: Really uh, one of the first things that I, that I do is I want to be as uh, uh, direct but soft as possible and what I mean by that is this is that uh, there, there are times where you have to have a difficult conversation with somebody and, and, and people will they, they'll kind of avoid the, the core topic and they'll dance around the issue a little bit so to speak and then the person listening is like like going, what is this person talking about <laughs> really what's that and then what happens is they get to a point in their in their frame of mind where they're so annoyed with the person because they just won't spit it out and say yeah. what it needs to be said you know that by the time the person does say it they're already in an annoyed mood and they're turned off I okay. mean I'm gonna take it I'm gonna have a very direct approach and before I begin talking to them I have in my mind you know one or two different outcomes that I want to see happen you know this is okay so here's what I do. <laughs> I'm gonna go to the person and I'm just saying hey man you stink we'll take a damn shower <laughs> You know, I'm gonna start I'm gonna tell them stories about myself I was a truck driver. I must say hey did you know that when I was on the road this is what I used to do okay this is how I handled my, my shower time so you know what when I used to shower on that that I showered every other day when I was out there you get a free shower when you when you get a fill up you know yeah. all the truck stops out there I said so and man afterwards this is how I felt sure I felt fantastic I mean that was that that's the way that I want to start my day I couldn't wait for every other day when I when I showered how about you? And I want to hear this story. So fu- you find
0: common ground, then essentially, yeah, exactly. Really Useful examples. Exactly. It's relatable.
2: Okay, gotcha. Okay. Exactly. And so the driver came back to me. He goes, well, yeah, I only, I only shower about every three or or, or, or four days or so, and and and, and whatnot. And he says uh, he has a some kind of health condition where he's having problems, controlling his bladder and everything. And I said, oh, wow. I said, I do almost think that you want to shower more often. I mean, tell me about that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, said, I don't want to get too personal, but hey, if you want to share, go right ahead. So now we're having a conversation. Now we're, you know, I didn't dance around around the issue. I mm-hmm. came right out with it, but I didn't stop. Wait, I put myself in that position. Hey, yeah. I was a driver. Hey, I, th- this was my schedule. This is what I did. What works for you, man? Hey, by the way, you know, if you're having a problem with your bladder, which you did, and you're showing like every four days, um, what? How do you think people around you that that, that you relate or that that you have in, interactions with? How do you how do you think they respond to that? Right. You know, yeah. and so it gets them thinking. Yeah. You know, what, the, the the direct correlation between, you know, his appearance and and, and his his uh, um, really his his habits of of, uh, uh, of bathing. You know, how does that? You know how how would people respond you to that? Do you
0: think it's important, Tim, to, to to get across early in that conversation that you have an element of empathy for that person? Absolutely, yeah,
2: a hundred percent. So in other words, if you sit down with the person and and if you, and if they perceive at any time that you are attacking them, their defense right. shields go up. Exactly. You, do you, at no point in time was I ever. Uh, attacking him mm-hmm. I was just having a conversation right. and through this conversation and, and, and being a little inquisitive hey tell me about that yeah. you know and acting genuinely interested in that person mm-hmm. you yeah. know I'm interested in you I, I, I'm i I'm concerned about your situation you know yeah. maybe you don't realize how what you're doing how your grooming habits are affecting other people hey have you ever noticed that that when you're out and other people are a little short with you and he and and at this point in time he goes well yeah and i says well maybe that's part of it and he goes oh wow and he actually turned to me and says what do you think i should do i said well shower every other day you know Mm -hmm. and you fill up every other day you get a free shower take advantage of it absolutely you know do laundry once in a while and hey have you ever heard something called ax ax it's called it's called body spray i says you know what my my wife loves you know they, they my wife loves that stuff when i work when we go out on dates mm-hmm. i give myself a quick shot and it comes in like oh, how many different cents like i gotta be like a dozen different cents or something yeah, you sure.
1: know yeah.
2: you know it's uh, affordable too huh and it's affordable too it is it is it, and they're they're very inexpensive you know a little shot of that once in a while hey man you're golden and he literally stood up and shook my hand and went wow yeah, thank awesome. you because i I pointed something out to him that he did not realize, right. hey, people mm-hmm. are, are being a little turned off by this, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? So now that you understand, here's an action plan for yep. you, yeah. you know, and it, and it was it was not insulting. Right. I didn't walk in and go, Jesus Christ, you stink, dude, why don't you take a damn shower?
0: Right. I, I like that because essentially you're not, people don't want to be told what to do, right? You essentially aren't telling them, you're just giving suggestions on potential. Solutions that could be there, right? You know, allowing him or that or her to right. to make the decision on their own, right? Right. I think that's important because no one wants to be preached to. They and th- honestly, I think when you're in that situation, you're having that conversation, you shouldn't be the one doing much of the talking, right? Get them talking. They want to tell you what's going on. Obviously, you're going to try to help lead it, but. You know, you don't, don't sit and preach at these guys. Like you said, if you right. feel, if, at any, if at any moment a person feels like they're being attacked, they're going to, guards going up,
2: Absolutely, well, they're done listening. So, absolutely. Um, I you like know, and I, I have in the past, there have been times when I've had to have have a tough conversation with somebody mm-hmm. and I walk in, I close the door, sure. you know, even if it's the break room, I just close the door. And so if you're walking by a, a break room, the door is closed. Hey man, knock where you walk in. There might be a conversation going on in there. But anyway, well, doesn't happen too often. But
0: um, Tim, do you think and this is just thrown out there you think it's, it's and I've, I've been debating this for in the office would it does it make more sense in a conversation like that to have to sit at a round table versus sitting at a, a your traditional desk where it's like across from each other where 100% like the, 100%
2: to, I had this gentleman I had him in the driver break room mm-hmm. and we sit across a table from each other right so we're on equal ground exactly. so it wasn't me I'm, on my side of the desk and I'm kind of looking down at this guy like Why is no it important? no because h- here's the thing because I'm not coming at him at, at a position of power right I'm coming at a, at a position of equality like collaboration you know? exactly exactly good, good word Chase collaboration you know I'm I'm another guy I would have another driver saying hey man um, yep. I yeah and, and and what I've done at times is I've gone to somebody and, I, and I've gone in I close the door we're in an equal equal setting and I mm-hmm. say hey I need to have a tough conversation with you and it might be slightly embarrassing and, and, and for that I, I want to apologize in advance but I need to talk to you about something. Yeah. And so you kind of set the stage, sure. you know, and, and really what happens is that in, a, in a lot of cases like that, when you say that in advance, you know, they're prepared for the worst, like, Oh my God, I'm going to get fired, right. you know, all these terrible things. And then oftentimes, you know, when you do have the conversation, they go. Was that it and you go yeah. yeah and they go oh okay right. and they smile yeah. and everything's okay because it's
0: not as bad as they thought it was gonna be exactly <laughs> good exactly fun. so that's like the thing.
2: That. yeah right so you so you get in a situation where where you're on equal standing mm-hmm. you know not not behind a desk not drag him into the room just you know wherever the rat walk in close the door and go hey i, I need to have a conversation with you and 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 be uh, when and when you say that here here's, here's the trick When you say that be slightly soft-spoken yeah lower your voice a little yep. bit not like whispering like it's a secret We just go hey um, and talk a little bit slower. Yep. Hey, I need to have a conversation with you. It's gonna be kind of a tough one and a little embarrassing and, and for that I apologize. Yeah. but I need to talk to you about something. It's kind of important.
0: I think I'm think just on that topic there's a few just a few pointers I would give to anyone having a conversation like that. like you said, voice inflection is, is important in that situation, right? right You want to be soft. And right. people, people don't necessarily understand sometimes the power of a voice, right? Of of how you're coming across. Are you being loud? Are you being soft? Right. Are you speaking fast? Are you speaking slow? There's a lot that can. I mean, even in sales and everything, voice inflection is, is important. Um, I think. So, like, yeah, being soft. Look them in the eye, right? Hundred percent. Don't be looking off into the corner because most times, people don't. People are, are shitty listeners. Really, right. <laughs> they want. They're just thinking, and you can see when someone is in their eyes, they're just thinking of the next fucking thing they're gonna say. Right. right? If you're thinking about what you're gonna say to me, you're not listening to me. Right? Right. You're you're thinking of what you want to say. That's, and that's what I think Tim does amazingly. Is he'll look you in the eye, and you can tell he's listening to you. Right? You want to talk to that person more. If you're looking at someone who you can tell they're not listening to you, and they don't really give a shit what you're saying, you you cut off right away. You just like, oh, well, this is dumb. I'm out. You know. Right. So, I think look him in the eye. Truly listen, make them feel like mm-hmm. their issue is important, and, d- and never cut them off, right? Let right. someone finish speaking and say their piece, and then you can say your piece. Now that right. pisses me off more when someone cuts me off, because then in my head I'm Ooh, like, right there, You guys. clearly weren't listening what the hell I was saying. Yeah. Because you were taking time to think of what you were going to say. That pisses me the fuck off. <laughs> so if you want to have a conversation with someone, a real conversation that has meaning and impact, listen, look right. them in the
2: eye and listen. Right, and you know, one one last thing that I do is this is um, if this is a driver that I have not already have a relationship with, mm-hmm. if it's a newer driver, a little, little trick that I use to build like yeah. almost like instant rapport is I will mirror mirror and match them. Okay. Meaning, how do you mean? M- meaning. If they talk fast, I talk fast. Okay. They talk slow, I talk slow. Okay. If they if they pause when they speak, I pause when they speak. Okay. If their arms are crossed, I cross my arms. What's the strategy in that? The strategy in that is that they can, when you do that, then it brings a level of comfort to them because okay. subconsciously they're saying, "Hey, that's someone like me." Got it. That 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 person's like me I can identify with that so right so if I go in to talk to somebody and and they're a fast talker and and I'm talking really kind of okay um, let's see what we're gonna do here because they're a fast talker they're a fast thinker which means they're already annoyed with me right dude say it already, just spit it out it right damn it they're if they're if they're if they're a slow talker and I'm talking really fast right you know then they're like then they're like hey uh uh wait a minute they're they're thinking slow down dude wait wait a minute you're trying to do some fancy talk on me here and Mm -hmm. i'm not processing this so you're trying to you know you know uh, trick me somehow yeah that that you know and so and 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 the body language is really important yeah you know
0: what do you what's what's a good uh i guess a good body language that
2: you have you know i try to i try to match them you know what, what here's what i do i'll sit there i'll try to match them if they have their arms crossed you know, I'll cross my arms for maybe about a minute, but then I'll gradually I'll just kind of move my arms down a little bit down around the waist. You, well, and will crash. they mimic you then at that point? Yeah. And I'm hoping that, <laughs> That's awesome. that, I'm hoping that they will mat, match me as well, because eventually I'm gonna get to the point where where I have my hands on the table. My hands are visible, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I'm and I'm, I'm slightly leaned in, but not really in their face. Sure. Lean forward a little bit like, Engaged. hey, this is this is important. Another thing that, that, that I do is when I talk. I lean back slightly when I talk so I'm not in their face I lean back slightly and and but when they talk
0: you lean, lean back I bit. lean
2: in just a little bit and I look in the eye and I'm just listening and Go okay and also nod your head once in a while yeah. mm-hmm. you know and and what you do is this another one of my tricks here is this when someone's talking and they're making an important point nod your head three times not two not four three psychologists have, have proven that three times is is, is is you know just the right right number of times, and you do it slowly. So it's nod, yeah. pause, nod, pause, nod, done. Just like that. Gotcha. do it exactly like that. And, and and what they do is they feel a connection to you because you're listening and and you are uh, uh, you know, you're acknowledging what they're saying. I
0: like it because yeah. I mean human human beings that has their, that at just the core of them they want to feel important. right Right. exactly it's like when you look at a picture with 10 people in it and you're in that picture who's the first person you look at you you yeah right because you are the most important thing to you yeah in most cases so i think yeah when you can make someone feel like you're taking general interest in the things that they're saying because obviously they think it's extremely important because it's that right so yeah i think that's that's really the key those are some really good tips yeah
2: yeah you know i mean really if, if you if you listen to this podcast a couple times you really think about that i i employ this all the time and, and really what happened is that I have literally, I fired a guy from a job. I fired this guy, and, and at the end, he literally got up and hugged me. Really? He literally got up and hugged me and says, Thank, thanks for handling it the way you did, man. I remember that guy like I, him. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, that I remember him too. That yeah. Yeah. was awesome. Yeah. yeah I and mean, Anyway.
1: You Jeez. know, it's re-
2: it's really it's not about it's not about playing people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not about being deceptive, it's, right? Or anything like that's important. It's, to it's, it's, it's about being a genuine person. It's about being considerate of them. You yeah. know what I mean? So right. if you are considerate of these people, if you care about these people. You know, it really, it takes more work, it takes a lot more work to handle people this way than it does to walk in and go, you're a dumb shit, you're fired, get out. Yeah, I agree. And I think
1: to kind of circle back, um, I remember after Tim had this tough conversation with the driver um, that, you know, had a little, some bladder issues and stuff like that. I remember he was coming in and we all knew he was coming in, he had to get a truck fixed or something on his truck done, and the office was packed. Bunch right. of people, bunch of people in from different companies and stuff, and you know, we were all kind of worried, but after Tim had that conversation, I remember he came in, mm-hmm. he smelled a lot better. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, his hair was cleaned up. I, I mean, I was I was impressed, and, and it meant a lot that, you know, Tim had that conversation, and it actually had impact on him, yep. and he came back, you know, and and wanted to present himself in a better better manner, and yeah, Yeah. felt better. And, you know, everyone spoke with him. And, you know, I it means a lot when a driver, you know, follows through with stuff like that. Yeah,
0: that's a good point, Jason. I think it's kind of a testament to to Tim's ability to have that conversation, right? Obviously, that conversation resonated with the driver, right? Mm -hmm. If the driver comes in the next time, like you said, and nothing had changed, well, obviously it didn't, right? So I think it's using some of these strategies, and again, I wanted to get across and make it known, the, yeah, we're not. This isn't something we're trying to uh, be shady and use these tactics. Right. We're we're doing this for the greater good of the conversation landing mm-hmm. and having impact in a positive way. Right? And it yeah. showed he cared. Yeah, you
1: know absolutely. he cared about right. the company. He cared sure. about the
2: job. Sure. You know, and That's know? a good point right there too. And again, it shows that we care about them as drivers. Mm-hmm. You know, we sure we, we care about them as colleagues and and really partners of ours yeah. in, in this business. And they care we, about we, us. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Price and they and, and they care. You know. You know, and that we care about them as human beings absolutely and we're going to be respectful of them even so in other words when you're at syndicate logistics and you screw up we're still going to be respectful absolutely we absolutely are. i have never once in my i've never once since i've been here dragged the driver in the other room and said you're fired get the hell out usob right it, it does not happen that way you know absolutely. we always have a we, we always have a mutual understanding at, at the end and and you know i mean it's not like we fire drivers every week, you know, right. but once in a while it has to happen. It, yeah. it, it, it just does, you know, especially like you'd be caught with, say, an open bottle of liquor in your truck and you're ticketed for that while well, your driving career is kind of over, not just with us, but in the industry entirely. Yeah, yeah so those are tough conversations to have sometimes, but it's really how you approach it.
0: Yeah, and it's always done with you integrity know. and, so. you know, I think that's something we do well here is... You know, no matter what, <laughs> you boil it down, yeah, you said it, we're human beings and gonna treat everyone with an element of respect. Sure, 100%. Things can go south sometimes, but I mean, it's never gonna be a, where we're going to, like you said, bring someone in the other room, light them up, make them feel like shit about themselves, right. and then just kick them out in the street. Like right. you said, as an example, that one driver, he came here, he tried his best, it didn't work out, and we had to let him go, but we got him travel home, we got him hotel while he was here, yep. and we treated him like a human being exactly. with integrity and respect. Exactly. And he, you know, he the guy had tears in his eyes when he was leaving here. You and he bet. hugged you.
2: Yeah. Hugged and you. he hugged you. That's yeah, how he hugged it me. should I mean, be, man. That, exactly. I, was pr- I was
0: proud of that moment. I was like, you know what? I love that I, it sucks it didn't work out right but I love how we handled it right. and that, that was special to me so
2: yeah we, we definitely took the high road and really to, to circle back to you know where we started this podcast off in is really are we going to discipline them yes we are going to do this are we going to bend our safety rules because of driver shortage no no hell no safety first safety above everything else yeah culture of safety yeah exactly culture of safety here very strong culture of safety here but that doesn't mean that that because we're going to you know address every single issue that suddenly we're gonna have drivers leaving us because we're, because you know it, it, it's how we approach them
0: absolutely you know I agree
2: we're gonna treat them with dignity with respect and we're gonna walk out with a with a with an understanding of where each other is at mm-hmm. with expectations moving forward and a plan in place oh. that says moving forward you know you're gonna do this but we're also gonna do that we're gonna hold up our end of the deal as well exactly. we, we are we're partners in all this and and, yep. and I remember I remember saying this before I'll say it again is that we don't refer to our drivers as employees they're our partners partners baby these are our partners out here we're gonna treat them like that so
0: couldn't have said it any better Timbo Slice thank you sir um, any, any closing words from chase the dream Chester on a day well, no, when was it? <laughs> Chester on a chest day. Chester day, <laughs> middle, name <laughs> middle, name chest. middle name, on a chest. Anything else? No, I think we're good. Um, well, Tim, that was, that, I like that. That was a good topic. Thank I you. I think um, hopefully, you know, people listening who are either on either side of that aisle, whether you're right. on a management side, you're a driver's side, obviously you can take something from that and have good, impactful, meaningful conversations with each right. other out of respect, you know, with integrity, and hopefully you can have a positive impact. So I guess uh, we'll leave you guys on the top three words we always say and those are just win baby this is the syndicate logistics podcast you're listening to power up mondays with will and tim keeping it between the lines and moving it down the road starts right now